All right. Good morning. Good afternoon, folks. Welcome to the Smarter MSP podcast, episode nine. Once again, I'm Ken Bartlett, and I'm joined by my fellow host, Aaron Crowley. Cyber attacks have increased in frequency and are ambitiously targeting valuable business data. This is small business, medium business, large businesses, uh, everyone is a target. And MSPs and their customers alike are working tirelessly to defend against these um, the onslaught of attacks. And while some are succeeding, uh, you know, there, unfortunately, there are many who haven't or who have not been able to overcome the t- these technical threat actors. Being in the MSP industry myself for over 10 years and knowing that Uh, This is not for a lack of effort, but it's simply that MSPs must elevate their services to include a security operations center. Today, we are joined by Jimmy Hatzel from Barracuda MSP. Jimmy joined us. He's the marketing director from our recent acquisition of Scout Cybersecurity. This is some really cutting-edge technology, and we're so happy to have this as part of the Barracuda portfolio. So welcome to the team, Jimmy. We're so glad you're with us. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah, and thank you so much for having me on. Really happy to be a part of the Barracuda team. Uh, it's been a lot of fun since the acquisition started, and you know, we're doing a lot of work on the integration, and I, you know, I'm really enjoying everything. But uh, I've been with Scout for about three years. I joined as we were getting sort of started with our channel program and really got to take things off there and see it go. I have a background in IT. I was formerly a director of IT in my past life prior to moving into the go-to-market side of things. So I have a fairly technical background and I, and I have a background in cybersecurity as well, which definitely helps me uh, understand what we're talking about and doing and sort of connect with our partners um, and you know build out our channel programs and everything. Super excited to represent the Scout product and everything that comes with it here in Barracuda. And yeah, like I'm ready to go. I'm excited to hear what questions you have for me. <laughs> You know, someone who has also been in the industry for 10 years, it has been interesting to see the shift in everything. You know, it started with, with data backup and then it went to email and firewall. Now we're even, you know, focusing on, on the cybersecurity aspect of things. Cyber threats are escalating in volume and sophistication. As we recently saw in the Barracuda threat report in September, that ransomware attacks are up 67% year over year. They're becoming, as we mentioned, more sophisticated um, and there is a growing concern that, you know, these ransomwares are, are lurking and, and hibernating. You know, they're really starting to get into people's networks and work their way around, see what's going on inside of there and before they even do anything. I mean, they're spending days and weeks and months inside people's networks before letting them know that they're there. So, Jimmy, is there a way for a SOC to detect these malicious attacks before it is denoted by, by a user or the owner of a company? You know, it's, it's interesting because I think that there's a lot of misconceptions about ransomware, that the only costs associated with it are restoring the machine or like that cyber insurance is going to cover everything. And in reality, that's just not the case. The, the damage that a ransomware attack can do to your MSP is just massive because it's your brand. It's who you are. And if you're the, you know, someone who is suffers from an attack, it's a tough place to come back from. And unfortunately, I've seen a lot of MSP owners who are doing really great work, uh, just unfortunately be the victims of some of these attacks. The work that we're doing detecting this ransomware is really protecting MSP's businesses. And they're sort of like, like if, if, if it gives me purpose in what I'm doing, but also I think that it's important to, to really understand how these things happen. So ransomware attacks, it's not just like 
maybe how it was 10 years ago, where it was like you download something and all of a sudden your machine's ransomware. Uh, what we're seeing is larger attacks where attackers are getting much more coordinated. Uh, they're forming online groups. Um, they're, you know, having instructions on how to pay ransoms that are really detailed, customer, customer support lines, things like that. So when they attack, they're looking to make big impact. Uh, we've seen some of the massive supply chain attack where these attackers have sat inside really large enterprise company systems for months and planned out their attack. And the same thing happens on a smaller scale uh, with media, with small and medium sized businesses where they're looking to ransomware every single machine in the system. So you'll see things like a hacker provisioning themselves server admin rights, locking out other admins from the machine, making it harder and harder to block them. So our, our technology that we have in our, in our XDR platform and tied together with our SOC, we can actually detect the movements and signs of things that something is happening. One thing that I always recommend to MSPs is you need to know if you have a cyber problem. That question might not make sense at first um, glance or like at first hearing it, but like, how do you actually know you have a cyber problem? Is there anything monitoring it? Is there anything looking at system logs, seeing if something's happening? And most people, you know, will not have a great answer to that. And what we do is we help detect if you have a cyber problem and you can know in minutes and not in days or months. The average attacks, I've seen it on, you know, every, all sorts of different reports. It's usually 200 something, 300 days uh, that a hacker is in a network before they will um, actually detonate the attack. And, you know, we can detect these, these attacks uh, or, or the infiltration of a network oftentimes in, in mere minutes or seconds, uh, which is the difference between a problem being a very large public problem that hits the news that everybody knows about, they have to notify every client about, or something that was just a security incident that goes on a report at the end of the year. Hey, we contained this, it was this machine, it was, you know, this credentials, password, whatever it was. It, it, it's a massive difference in, in what the downstream effect is of that attack. Examples of things we can detect, like, um, if someone's inside your network and you have network security monitoring, we can detect traffic to command and control servers. We can detect known virus signatures traversing across the network. Say someone comes into your network with a machine that doesn't have your company's issued endpoint protection software. Uh, it's already past your firewall because it's connected. You can have the best security in the world, but that machine is that infected machine is still inside your environment. And we're able to detect signs of ransomware uh, or signs of uh, a breach machine on your network from the network level. There's also things like, you know, hackers are getting through via email a lot of the times or uh, through servers. We can detect brute force attempts on servers. We can detect admin users created. We can detect recent password attempt of a recently disabled admin. All of these security use cases that are like signs of someone snooping around your network will actually notify our security operations center. We'll call you up, say, hey, is this real? Is this a false positive or, you know, should we take a look at this further? And these are the first steps that hackers have are, are taking once they get a foothold in your system. Jimmy, that thank you for explaining that. I've heard you use the term building concentric rings of security. We've used, I've used the term layered security. I think, you know, these are industry sort of hygiene approaches, uh, but there's there's a lot of truth and, and ultimately that's where the value is at building those rings of security. And we're not saying a SOC is a solve all problem. It's going to be your one-stop shop. It's something that has all those sensors and probes, but it's com it's combined with the proper security posture and hygiene across an organization, across an enterprise. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. You know, you need different layers of protection. We call it concentric rings of security. And an important part of that, which we'll probably get into later is 
you actually have to protect the things that matter most to you. And a lot of times we'll bring, build layered security around the wrong things. As one of the leading SOC as a service products in the market, Scout, of course, I'm referring to here. Can you describe what happens when you are alerted of a potential ransomware attack and, and how, you, how do you prevent that from island hopping or lateral movement to other customers that an MSP would manage through the SOC service? You know, I, I think there's a lot of misconceptions on, on what you get with when you partner with Scout. A good example is to run through what actually happens. Like, so say one of those events that I just talked about, say a uh, recently disabled admin trying to use their pa- password for things or something like that, and we get an alert on our system. Yes, we're going to send over instructions on how to resolve that and, and send it over to the MSP, but we're also going to call you and say, you know, here's what happened. Do you want us to take action? Uh, how can we help you? You know, here's the recommended steps for remediation. And then we're going to open up an incident response bridge and run through our incident response process. So in, in the scout incident response process, you're immediately going to get si- assigned a senior analyst and someone who specializes in incident response. And they're going to hop on a clear communication bridge that anyone in your team can hop on at any time. We're going to sit on this bridge the whole time. You're going to have direct access to our sock and we're going to help you solve the entire problem. You're not just getting an alert with instructions and like, go figure it out yourself. It's let's do this together. You know, we're going to get through this until we can uh, contain the incident. And then once it's contained, we'll work out the steps to eradication. And then we'll actually type up an incident report. And this is actually a really important thing to have for from like a risk analysis perspective and, and you know, compliance or things like that. If you have a security breach and then you want to go and claim, say, insurance or somebody makes a legal claim against you or you need reporting to some Department of Defense contractor and you need to report the incident or something like that, or say you're in California and credentials are breached, you're going to need uh, a good official place to start on what exactly happened. And our SOC actually writes this whole uh, incident report up. I've seen them that are up to 100 pages. Sometimes they're 10, 50 uh, it has every you know signature of all the files that were accessed, you know what happened, the timeline, the whole thing. It's it's really really well done, and you're getting the the way I like to describe it is you're you're getting a place to call in the event of a cyber emergency. There's no emergency services number for cybersecurity. You can't do it. You can't you can't call 911 and say, hey, I ran somewhere. They're gonna not know how to help you. Maybe if it's really 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 big, they'll connect you to the FBI. But with Scout, you're getting that that 911 for security, that emergency services number from cyber. You know, if you're if you're looking to add a SOC, like, and you're not really sure about it, think about what would happen if you had a security incident. You know, regardless of being able to detect it faster and all that, that's benefits of it. And, and you know, people might think that they can detect it themselves, and if they can, it's great. But do you actually have a place to call for security? And, and if you can't answer that question, I think it's it's a or, or like someone on call or someone who specializes on it that you're confident in. If you can't answer that question well, it's time to look for uh, socket service providers. But yeah, I, I, that's like really the process. All of our net, all of our clients are segmented. We don't have access to the client's network, so it's not like they can. It's not like an RMM situation. Um, we, you know, we can do things like make changes to our endpoint protection or something like that. But, you know, we, we take our security very seriously. We, we have, you know, multi-tenancy and, and segment every single thing possible. We're, we're focused on your security all the time and, and we're focused on our own security as well. Perfect. So like you said, emphasis on segregation of clients. 
at the same time, you know, ensuring there's no way for bad actors to just traverse through MSP managed network. I juggled to myself. I, I am a big drama TV show fan over here. And uh, I was actually catching up on, on an FBI that talked about multiple hospitals that had ransomware attacks. And, you know, in the world I work in, that's like the first thing I think. I was like, well, if they would have had a sock, they could have helped prevent it. But, you know, then there also wouldn't be a TV show about it. So um, it's true. And, you know, that is a show. And unfortunately, it has happened. Uh, hopefully, uh, none of our MSPs can go. We'll have to go through that now. Um, either, you know, corporations, hospitals, they can't call an FBI group and they will come in. And, you know, they are creating cybersecurity units. But for MSPs, you know, like you said, we don't have that option. <laughs> There's no number to call except for, you know, now we're giving in that option to have that number. So besides having a number, what would you recommend MSPs to look for in choosing a SOC as a service? I have this, these five recommended things that I recommend to anyone on cybersecurity. If anyone asks me, you know, what do you recommend for cybersecurity? It's always this. It doesn't matter if it's MSP, SMB, whatever it is, the answer is the same for everyone. Uh, but before I get into that, I just want to touch on one thing that you said, the TV shows, Sometimes they'll have like an NSA one or something with like the screens on the wall and like, you know, things popping up that are like, yep. you know, threat detected. That's literally the side. For When I go there, I have to like, I use my key card to like go through doors. And then like, I'm in places where there's no windows anymore. And then like, eventually I get like an access denied and like, I have to be escorted in. Like, like they can't, I'm not allowed in myself without like being accompanied by someone else. And you get in there and there's like TVs everywhere on the wall, like you know, things popping up all over the place, like all these people sitting with their headphones on with like 11 screens, <laughs> like, like an absurd amount of screens, like in front of them. So it, it, it really is. That's crazy. I really feel like I'm on a TV show when I walk into the security operations center. You, you really have to define the information that you care about and what you want to protect most. And this may seem like an easy thing, but if you're an MSP working with a, with a business, it's important to really have this conversation and figure out what that is. Because say you're talking to, you know, like a hospital you mentioned earlier, you might think that they need to build all these concentric rings around their PII and their medical record system and all that stuff. And that's great. And I'm sure you do, but you may also find out that they have a dedicated business unit offsite of 10 people that does all of their research. And the research is what, you know, brings in, like is projected to bring in all of the revenue of the next like 10 years. And that's the thing that like really, really needs to protect, be protected because if a competitor or a foreign company um, or whatever steals it, then it could you know ruin their financial future or be some sort of international incident. I'm not just making this up. This is like a real conversation that we've had with an end user before on, on like you know when when you start to really think like what what data do you care about most? What do you want to protect? What would harm your business or yourself the most if it got into the wrong hands? Um, and then once you've defined that, that's where you build those layers of rings about around that data. So a lot of people, when you ask advice for security, they'll say endpoint protection, firewall, email protection, um, security monitoring, you know, intrusion detection, all those things. And, and yes, that's definitely part of it. But I, I think people are too quick to jump into the technical advice. You know, we need to have that business advice first. So define what you want to protect most, then build the layer of protection around that data. And then you need to figure out if you have a cyber problem. You know, I mentioned that earlier. How do you answer that question? A am I having a cyber problem? How do you find out in seconds instead of days or months or even years that you have a cyber problem? And that's where we come in um, with security monitoring and with having a security operations center uh, partnered with. We, we can, you know, tell you if you have a cyber problem and alert you. 
And then, you know, if you do have a problem, you need a way to take that response time down. So again, partnering with us, uh, we help with that. We will respond right away. We'll, we'll make it happen. Uh, as I mentioned before, the time you detect and respond to an incident is, is the difference between an eventful Friday, the IT team has in one note in a board deck, right? Or a company-wide outage that's on the cover of, you know, Wall Street Journal. Like nobody wants to be the contractor that, you know, that was the foothold that got into Target, right? Like nobody wants to be that company. Barracuda, we say your journey secured. One piece of advice that we've always given at Scout, and, you know, it's part of why our companies, uh, you know, integrate so well together is cybersecurity is a process. It's not a single product. You can't just get an endpoint protection and solve your security needs. You need to have an ongoing process uh, in a way to always improve. And, you know, like we're here to, to make you a security-centric uh, MSP and, and guide you along your cybersecurity journey. And a great way to map out your journey is to pick a framework and then start abiding by it. So there's all sorts of different frameworks, depending on where you are in the world. If you're in the United States, we generally recommend NIST or CIS. You look at it and there's a set of standards. It'll say, you know, best practice is this, this, and this. And then you set out by, you know, three months from now, I'm going to meet 60% uh, compliance or 80% compliance or 90%, whatever it is, wherever you are right now. You shouldn't shame someone for having bad cybersecurity right now. And you shouldn't pretend like somebody can completely change all of their cybersecurity overnight. It's just not possible in a real business situation. So having that framework is also uh, is really important for building out your journey. But in addition to that, uh, you also have a level of like you're insulating yourself a little bit uh, from risk. There's some a risk mitigation factor to it where if something does happen. Someone points to it and says, well, you know, maybe this incident wouldn't have happened if you had better cybersecurity. And you're saying, well, we we have cybersecurity. We follow the NIST framework. It is, you know, it's the main framework in the United States is recommended by the federal government. We, we meet all these standards, you know, we blah, 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 blah. Here's our security plan. It gives you that layer of uh, like insulation and something to really point at. So you're not just making up best practice. Like if that conversation goes very differently, if you say, oh, well, I read this internet forum, you know, on Reddit, and they told me that like, this was the best endpoint protection. You shouldn't be able to sue me for that. And, and that's just general advice. Like I, if you're an MSP, steal that advice, go use it, get, you know, in your next meeting, go uh, speak with the client, take them through all the steps. And because like, realistically, we're the only, the, the MSP community is the only shot we have at security in the SMB. There's just, there's no infrastructure. There's no one to do it. There's no national agency that'll go and protect everyone. There's no number to call to get protection. MSPs are always going to get the call if there, you know, is a breach or somebody's computer shut down, or if you need to take your entire company remote and you haven't even upgraded to Windows 10 yet, but now everyone needs to work remote tomorrow because there's a global pandemic. I just think it's important to remember that there's purpose in the work we're doing. And when you're an MSP and it's your job to secure your customers and, and encourage them to get secured and educate them. And no matter what, you don't have the option to not be security centric because you're the only place that businesses are going to call for cybersecurity. Definitely. And some, some great points there. And, you know, always continuously looking to how you can innovate and make yourself better to protect not only your clients, but your internal team as well. You know, I kind of look at it as, you know, the making of a car, you know, when cars first started to where we are today, we now have all these new advances to help protect you behind the wheel. Well, we, you know, you need to find ways to stay protected behind the wheel of your company 
and your customers as well. And there's always new inventions and, and advances that are happening. And so staying on top of those is really, you know, really important. And there's multiple ways you can learn about what's going on out there, multiple sources as well. Cyber criminals are, are not slowing down. Unfortunately, within the time we've been talking, there's probably been hundreds of of hacks that are starting to happen. So it's something that that is going to keep going. It's something that we're going to keep focus on. While multi-layered security is is a must to protect SMBs and MSPs, it is time to add in that SOC into your service offering. You know, it's time to add in that extra sensor at the front of the car that can break before you hit somebody type thing. And without having these, you know, you can add these without having to extend your resources or your staffing. That's what we're here for. That's why, you know, we we brought in Scout, we brought in those managed services so we can help you with those resources and outsourcing your SOC service and partnering with the right vendors who can help implement it can go a long way for you internally and externally in the effort to to prevent against these hacks and where they're going. Um, I think it's been really important. And thank you, Jimmy, for your time. And, you know, I think it's been great. Thanks, Aaron. And some really good insight there for everyone firsthand, uh, obviously, with a very relevant background and a lot of expertise around the SOC universe. So thank you so much for sharing uh, with us today, Jimmy. And to our listeners, thanks for having me on. Of course, and and hopefully again soon. And uh, of course, our listeners, thank you for giving us some time out of your day. It's uh, very much appreciated. We look forward to bringing you another insightful episode of the Smarter MSV podcast soon. Thanks again, all.